This is Miller's Edge on Tide 119-115 as Milwaukee now 0-2 with Doc Rivers as head coach. Kevin Durant made his return to Brooklyn as the Suns beat the Nets 119-115. This is the Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. You shake it down to your roots. Or did your mama teach you how to do that thing you do? Yeah, nothing sweeter than wild. I'll take a sip of that smile. I bet the boys at home. So money, money, money. A Carolina soul. The sounds of my good friend Darius Rucker here on a Darius Rucker Thursday. Hope you're doing well as we play songs from Carolyn's boy. And uh, who didn't blow fish? Because that's what we do here on Thursdays. So we got that for you as we look into some college football on today. We're getting some of that. Uh, NIL and some other things that's happening. I got some things where I want to go with that on today. And our number two other program, it's time. Stephen M. Smith. He will join us at the one o'clock hour, and we'll get to all things Alabama football from him. So looking forward to talking with him and catching up with him. All the news notes that are happening around the program in Alabama. So we got that to get into on today. I uh, got a little, uh, maybe, I don't want to call it a goofball question, but we always like to throw questions out there for the listeners. Uh, something for them to ponder. And think about it. I'll give you that here in just a little bit. So we'll do that on the program today. Now, how do you get involved? Number one, you can call 205-342-9904. That's the number for the program. You can also, if you got a smartphone, an Android, an Apple, a computer, laptop, um, smart tablet, download Tide 100.9, the app. You can get in that way. You can listen, and you can leave us a comment, your thought, or question right there as well. Noah Carter. This is name this week. We'll read those for you on the program. And, uh, of course, we always like to comment on that. So we got many ways for you to do that. Hope you're doing well. Good Thursday to all the good folks here on YouTube Extra that we stream live each and every single day. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Uh, really nice here in Columbia, South Carolina. It's very sunny. Going to get into the 60s. I know I think tomorrow's Groundhog's Day. I don't know if you believe in that foolishness or not, but I don't know. That's tomorrow. All right. Christianville's in Tuscaloosa. Noah Carter also in Tuscaloosa behind the glass. Guys, good Thursday to you. Hope you're doing well. Hope you are ready to go for the next two hours. Got your coffee. You got your caffeine. You got whatever you drink to get your energy up. You ready to roll? <laughs> yeah, just water for me. But, yeah, no, I, uh, no I'm ready to go, man. The, the sun is out, and uh, 
the weather's been really nice uh, recently. I mean, we you know we had the the little cold front was like a week or two ago, but now it's back to. I mean, it, I almost was not almost. I was like sweating in my car on the way over here. So Christian's uh, wearing shorts today. Yeah, I know. I've got shorts on. I, I got the pullover because you know you always want to say I'm wearing white beaters coming from the gym wearing the the, the tank top. So I got my Very pullover. Much. So we we <laughs> ain't, ain't got to worry about that there. But uh. No, I'm ready to go. I, 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 you know, I did put, you know, for the thumbnail on the YouTube uh, video or the link for the stream. You know, the the question you posed at the end of the video. I don't know if you wanted to re- revisit that about Jalen Milrow and, and his job. You know, moving forward for this season. So definitely thought that was interesting and uh, wouldn't mind diving into that. But yeah, I'm ready to go. And uh, Thursday is also Stephen M. Smith Day, right? So I'm expecting us to have Stephen M. Smith join us. Excited to get his thoughts on kind of the one latest. o'clock. One o'clock. There we go. Yeah, ready, ready to get the latest from him, you know, regarding everything that's going on. Because, um, again, you know, two days away from the first big junior day for Coach DeBoer and his staff. So maybe he'll have some updates, too, in terms of, you know, who's expected to be here. Could we hear um, Coach DeBoer land their first how – do, how do you word this? Their their first – when I say true commit, meaning like their, their first commit from, you know, this whole new staff, like from ground zero – um, definitely looking forward to that. I know they've got the guys from the transfer portal. I know they got Ryan Williams to recommit, but still haven't necessarily just got a guy from this staff alone just yet. So maybe this will be the weekend. So that could be. So while we while for. we did while we applauding that he's he's killed on the recruiting trail, like some people say on X. Well, I mean, I, I think people are just trying to be as optimistic as possible, which which is fine. But I, I like I said last week, and it's no it's no disrespect. It's just I, I, if we're calling a spade a spade, I mean, the class so far, which makes sense. The portal is only open to, to teams that had a, a coach leave. So there's very limited guys in the portal right now. We understand that. But the guys we got from the portal, do, do they all have Washington ties. They, they played for Coach DeBoer at Washington. And then Noah Carter was a Washington signee. So those four guys right there were, have Washington ties. And then Ryan Williams was previously committed here. He decommitted, but they did a really nice job of getting him back in the fold, which De, Coach DeBoer actually gave a lot of credit to guys uh, like Denzel Duvall and, and Freddie Roach and Jamie Mosley, those guys that maintained that relationship. I don't know if you heard that, but he, he acknowledged the people, the previous staff that continue those ties. So we, like we talked about, we acknowledge that, but it was nice to hear him say that was really cool. I respect uh, that he was uh, open about that. And uh, But yeah, no, so again, th- there's nothing wrong with saying that. It's just a fact. We're just laying, laying the facts out there that um, so far all these commits are like, they already had, there's some type of tie to him other than Ryan Williams, right? Um, so, no, I wouldn't go as far as saying, like, you know, killing the recruiting. Now, he is killing the recruiting trail in terms of he's definitely on the road. Like, every single day he's on the road establishing the, those relationships. Um, but I, I think some people are kind of overdoing a little much when they make it seem as if, like, we just signed, like, back-to-back star. You know what I mean? Like, that wouldn't even make sense. He just got here. You know what I mean? So I think it, it's all it's all going at the pace that it needs to. It's the best way I could put it. I know you, you probably say I'm being too nice. <laughs> I can see the look on your face. How can you say I got shades on today? You can still, you, you realize a facial expression is more than just the eyes, right? I, I got some weird facial expressions. I'm working on that, you know, because. No, no, no. I'm, I, can, know, I, I don't even know. Somebody be like, <laughs> did you know what kind of, when somebody says something, your face, man. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like. It's just normal, like no, I'm, no, no. It, it went bad. It just you yeah. kind of give me that face, kind of like, dude. Just, just say, just say what you need to just say. Just say what. Yeah, yeah basically what I was want to say because you don't. I don't want Tommy from Rom Tomorrow. You get mad and this anger management radio, <laughs> you know. But 
I'm like, just say it, bro. It's like you trying to find a creative way. I just left a great meeting with my pastor friend, you know, Pastor Ed's new church, and I'm doing the men's ministry there, Giant for Christ Ministries. Um, we got an event coming up April the 12th. But we just got, we just got, you know, hey, man, just, just say what it is. Listen, I promise the truth is welcome. It ain't, it ain't, you know, it it ain't nothing, nothing bad. It's just everybody may not like it, but hey, listen. Yeah, you're right. Caleb DeBoer has not killed, he hasn't killed it on a recruiting trail yet. He ain't been here long enough to kill it. I mean, getting your own guys is not killing it. Getting them come here is not killing it. Um, we expect that. I mean, so we, again, it's all about waiting and seeing, right? He's, he's out and about. He's, he's showing his face. He's meeting people. He's got, because recruiting is relationships, right? And we're going to get into a lot of this. Why? Because recruiting day is, can you believe it? Five or six days away. But it's the second signing day. Oh, you're talking about <laughs> signing day. That, yeah, signing that day, is, uh, you know, I call it recruiting day, but signing day is coming up next week. I mean. So who's, do we, let's ask Steven. That's a great question for him. Like kind of who's left that. We don't know. VX. Well, I'm, we obviously don't cover recruiting like some of these other folks, but I'm just saying like, I'm curious, is, is there any big targets? Because nowadays pretty much everybody signs early signing day. Like when I was, even when I was here, you know, nine years ago when I got here in 2014, I mean, it. we probably had, we had Big Cam, I think, Hootie, David Cornwell, Tony Brown. Hootie uh, Jones! Yeah, yes, sir. Big Hootie. That's my guy, man. Um, so maybe five or six guys, right, out of the classic. I'm assuming we had 22 plus, you know, so it's a lot different now. But just real quick, what you said, though, trust me, I, you know me outside of this. I'm very straightforward. I, I, I'm a straight shooter. I try my best to be on here as well because that's what people deserve. But at the same time, like seeing you want to go to grand, practice? No, no, well, not even just that. <laughs> no, they're gonna let me go regardless. No, just the whole Greg McElroy stuff and like, dude, you just I feel like you sometimes you just have to walk on eggshells and it is what it is, bro. I, I just I just learn like because the people can take things the wrong way, and even though I, so, I just try to make sure. I, I go about my presentation or delivery and I do it in a respectful manner. Cause I, again, I'm never, I never intend to be disrespectful because that's my biggest thing. You know me, whether I'm talking about players, coaches, whatever, I've been in these guys shoes. I, the last thing I want to do is sound like I'm, you know, being you know disrespectful. Just like we talk about these big string, you know, mainstream, like Stephen A and all them guys, not M, Stephen A, sometimes Shannon, they get a little personal, a little disrespectful. I don't ever want to do that. Right. But sometimes when I feel like I, I'm trying to get the truth out, some some of our fans may take Ain't it. Ain't no way else but to do it, but just but, tell it but they you. But they take it a certain way if you don't do it the right way. So that, that's, that's all that is. And all I'm you saying, can be positive. No, just no, and, and, and I'm being positive. But again, if, if you take the blinders off and you're just realistic, like you said, the commitments we have right now, the four guy, three guys from the portal and the one signing, Noah Carter, who's a hell of a football player, if you go and watch his tape. I mean, <laughs> oh, wait. Wait, is it? I'm mixing the names up because we got this Noah yeah, the Noah we just signed, the edge, that was from Washington. Yes, I'm yeah, very did proud you say of that Noah name. Carter? I said, no, I think his name actually is, Chad, what is his name? Is it Noah Carter? I can't even think right now. But those four guys, Washington guys, then Ryan Williams, previous commitment. It's no disrespect or no shade. It's just being honest. Like, personally, in my opinion, I, I, I think it's way too early to say, like you said, you know, tearing up the recruiting trail. Just because I, that's just not really being straight up, right? Right. If, if you say that, that's being a little too optimistic. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, yeah, his name is Noah Carter. Thank you, Sam. But uh, yeah. But again, on the flip side, though, it's too early for him to, for anybody to do that. It, it didn't matter if you hired ace recruiter here. I mean, it, Coach DeBoer has been here what now? Today's February first. I mean, it's a couple weeks. Yeah, a couple weeks. 
I mean, who would expect him to, to be landing we, recruits we, left and right? I mean, the, the reality is we, we have Nick Saban guys still. We still got, right. these are the guys, most of them, 90% of them are his guys, right? And uh, now, you know, the 24 class is already there pretty much. You know, right. a couple it's, guys it's, like Junior saying, yes, they, you know, he transferred out maybe a couple guys, but the majority of the guys, these are, this is still Nick Saban's team. Right. right, these are. This is not Kalen DeBoer's team, which right? is a so much we go, better team than he's used to having. <laughs> right, which is he's coming yeah, in here he, probably going like, "Dang, gone, boy, I'm loaded." <laughs> yeah. Right, uh, so he's he's he mad. So he may he might be saying, "I don't need that much." Right. So we know that recruiting is about relationships, but I do want to talk a lot about recruiting today. I want to talk a lot, especially this hour. I want to talk a lot about NIL with Tennessee up under the gun, NCAA. It, it, you know, went at Tennessee, who we know has a lot of money with the collectives. Now Tennessee has turned around, fired back, is suing a lawsuit against uh, the NCAA. Mm. Where is that going to go? I can tell you it's not going to go anywhere. And, and nothing's going to happen with that situation. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, you know, what these guys that are at the Senior Bowl. We got three guys there at Alabama. Will Reichert. Of course, we got Chris Braswell. We got Boingby. Uh, those boys down there getting at it. We'll talk about that. What does that all mean? How did it all works? You know, does it help them, hurt them, blah, 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 blah. We'll get into some of that conversation uh, as well. Uh, and then I'm going to ask a question because I do want to get on the mirror thing because I, I yesterday was like, man, I had a revelation. Oh, oh, I had a revelation that after you said what you said and sent me that article on Austin Mack, and then you sent me about what Coach had said to Ryan Williams, the five-star plus, out of Revelation, they're going to try to get my boy. I'm going to talk about it in, the, in these types of languages, in this type of language. They're going to try to do my dude. What am I saying? I don't think Kalen boy wants Jalen Monroe to be the quarterback. I think he has his eyes on something else. I said when they went and brought his guy, since we talked about recruiting, Austin Mack, I think he's I think he feels a lot about Austin Mack. I heard him even yesterday. I don't know if you caught the tone. Kalen DeBoer's uh, demeanor and his strength in his voice when he mentioned Austin Mack. He's high and on the him. work ethic, huh? I said he's high on him for sure. Oh uh, yeah, and the work ethic and how he how quickly he picked up the offense. Huh. Let's break that down. Noah, let's get a break right quick. And when I come back, let's break this down because and maybe I, you can find that for me, Noah. Carter, not the recruit. <laughs> but maybe you can find that piece where he talks about Austin Mack that I sent. Because that demeanor was very strong. And I can tell you from a coach that really feels good about a player, I mean, he ain't flinch one bit. He didn't stutter. He was like, awesome, Matt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh! He was like, awesome, Matt. Boy, oh, boy, I can't wait. That's kind of what it sounded like. Mm. Is Jalen Milrow in trouble? Here's your question for the fans. Is Jalen Milrow in trouble? Will he play the game in the spring? Or will it be Austin Mack who knows the offense? This guy knows the offense? He ain't learning nothing. He knows it. 
Is he going to teach Jalen Milrow? Because he's going to be ahead of Jalen Milrow. Is Link. Let them all know. <laughs> let them all know. I'm about to let you know after this break. I think my man, the one I drive the train for, might be in a little bit of trouble when it comes to quarterback. You listen to the Middle's Age on Time, 100.9, AM, WTBC. We'll discuss. Do you think I'm right? You feeling me on this one? Will Austin Mack be the starting quarterback for the Tide? Or will it be Jalen Milrow? We'll discuss on the flip. If you want to pay more, that's your business. If you want to save, that's our business. Tuscaloosa Hyundai, corner of Skyland and Hargrove. TuscaloosaHyundai.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very pleasant afternoon, a good supply of sunshine, the high very close to 60. For tonight, fair, not as cold as last night, the low 38. Tomorrow and Saturday, the sky partly to mostly sunny both days. Highs between 65 and 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 55 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Thursdays, we played Darius Rucker, Who Did the Blowfish, Carolyn's Boy. That song called I Only Want to Be With You. That's that's Coach DeBoer's. That's what he was saying to Austin Beck. You and me, Austin, we come from different worlds. Austin, you like to laugh at me when I look at Bama girls. Sometimes we're crazy, <laughs> and you wonder why. I'm such a baby, Austin Mack made me cry, but there's nothing I can do. I only want to be with you. So that's what we're discussing right there. We believe, I believe right now that Caleb DeBoer wants to be with Austin Mack. He wants him to be the next quarterback. He said himself to the five-star, Mr. Ryan. Mr. Ryan, you and Austin Mack going to play Frisbee catching dogs for a long time. And here's what Coach had to say just yesterday about Austin Mack. Well, I think his skill set and all the tools he brings as a, as a quarterback, the arm talent, um, but I also just think he's got a, a, a really great head on his shoulders. Uh, he's, he's young, um, and for him to do what he did this last year with us, he reclassified and um, really learned the offense as fast as anyone I've ever seen at that age. And so, uh, you know, he's got to just continue to continue to grow, continue to develop. And I know he's all about those challenges. He sees them as opportunities. And uh, it was exciting for him, uh, as well as us, to have him come down here. I only want to be with you. <laughs> so you see, do y'all feel me there? I mean, listen, I, when, when, when this happened, I went off, right? I was like, the quarterback room in Alabama is full. They don't need Austin Mack. Right? They don't need. They had Julian saying they're the overall number one quarterback in this year's class. You had Ty Simpson. You still got Lonergan, who may play, play baseball, but man, you both are high on this kid. He can play. And then you got the returning guy. A guy that would not, you wouldn't have been a playoff team had it not been for Jalen Miro. You wouldn't have won the SEC West. You wouldn't have won the SEC had it not been for Jalen Miro. But something in my gut feel like Austin Mack, and they might be a breakup. I don't know why, Christian, 
But I just feel like because this kid, you heard what he just said? He loves his kid. And he brought him here with a full quarterback room. That should tell you everything right there. That should tell you everything. And if Jalen Milrow slips any kind of way, and this guy who knows all the calls, because what a lot of guys don't understand that verbiage is huge when it comes about football. The lingo, the, the verbiage, and all of this stuff. I mean, Milrow's got to learn all this over again, right? He just learned Tommy Reese's offense. Now you got to flip the script. This is the third offensive coordinator in three years. Third thing about this, this is Taylor Miro's third offensive coordinator in three years. Yep. Austin Mack, they're getting ready to flip the script. Now, real quickly, here's what Coach also had to say about Miro learning the system and getting acquainted to this new offense that's, that was at Washington now in Alabama. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, you know, uh, from a staff standpoint, we're really looking forward to next week uh, to being around our guys and um, spending a lot of time with the team, you know, back on campus. But um, those that have, have come uh, with us uh, from Washington, yeah, there's certainly an understanding of, you know, even the system, you know, and what, what uh, you know, what certain concept, concepts are called and how we teach them. Um, so hopefully uh, back on campus, uh, they're picking up on those things. Uh, Jalen with, you know, Austin and uh, as well as, uh, you know, having a center uh, like Parker there um, knows all the calls and uh, we can we can hit the ground running here uh, next week when it comes to installing offense and defensive systems okay do y'all see the difference in that answer hopefully Just hopefully maybe and then the buildup of Austin and the center both knowing all when I talked about the verbiage and the calls there you go Christian what we said change uh, in my opinion no uh, to me, it sounds like, you know, Austin Mackey thinks really highly of, of the kid. I mean, he recruited him. He, you know, he enrolled at Washington early again. He reclassified. He was supposed to be a senior in high school last season, right? Instead, he enrolls at Washington. He, he gets to basically emulate Michael Penix every single day. He learns the, the system. Um, they have a tight relationship. So, but again, you talk, he, he mentioned that. He referenced uh, his youth when he talked about Austin Mack. I think he looks at Austin Mack as a, as a guy that – because he did also say in the, in the what do you want to call it? in the meeting when when he met with Ryan Williams and Austin Mack, he said when Jalen Milrow leaves or when he graduates or whatever the term was, he said you guys will be the face of the program. I don't think it's so much about Jalen Milrow. Now I do believe that there's going to be expectations for Jalen Milrow to kind of get up to speed with this probably as soon as possible, right? But I mean, look, we're talking about a guy, and I know you drive. I don't need to sell you on Milrow. <laughs> You've been sold since day one, and a lot of these people that, that now love Jalen Milrow are probably quite the opposite, you know, about a year ago or so. But anyway, Jalen Milrow is a guy that passed for over 2,800 yards, 23 passing touchdowns, over 500 yards rushing, 12 rushing touchdowns, and like you said, I mean, he's a leader. He kept them in games. He did a lot of magnificent things as a quarterback here, and you talk about potential, you know, elite athleticism, right? I think they understand that Jalen Milrow is special. He might be a little bit different than what they're accustomed to. But I also went back and watched, and I was watching some Indiana tape from 2019 because, again, that staff consisted of DeBoer, I believe, as offensive coordinator that year, and Kane Womack was the defensive coordinator. If you watch some of that tape, their quarterback, I can't remember his name, what, but obviously not nearly the athlete Jalen Milrow was. But he, he moved around a little bit. I saw a couple design quarterback runs here and there. So what I'm getting at is, 
I honestly still believe they're going to have their system. They brought Austin Mackey here because they believe in him and his ability. However, I think they're still looking probably towards the future with that. Because, again, technically this season, even though it's his second year in college, it's supposed to be his first. He's still, he's still young. That being said, I would not be shocked if it was a situation where it's like Jalen Milrow is their guy, right? He's, they're, they're going with Jalen Milrow. However, kind of similar to last season, Ooh. I wouldn't be shocked if there's kind of like that leash, right? I hate using that term. That, that doesn't sound great. But you know what I mean? Like he's kind of on a short leash in terms of, look, you know, they're going with him. They're going with him. But if we see some struggles here in terms of, you know, processing their offense, being able to operate in their offense, you know, run it the way it needs to be ran, I would not be shocked if we see a guy like Austin Mack kind of creeping up on us. I mean, we, hell, we could even see – people forget about Ty Simpson now that Austin Mack came in, but I also agree with you that the way he speaks about Austin Mack, I think if there's going to be a next guy up, I'd probably put my money on a guy like Austin Mack. However, I don't know. But I do believe that it's Jalen Milrow's job to lose. But he definitely is high on this kid. But, I mean, again, you got to think about it. Coaches talk – about kids like that, especially ones that they, you know, really know. I think he's still getting to know guys. You got to think, I mean, this, you know, Coach DeBoer is on the recruiting trail, like probably majority of the week, at least I feel like every day I'm seeing pictures of him in, or there's been Georgia, Florida, Mississippi. I mean, he's all over, right? I mean, he probably still getting to know these guys. Uh, But I mean, look, man, you know, and I know that coaches, the best coaches are going to put their best players in position to succeed. I'm hoping that they try to do that with Jalen Milrow. I expect them to try to do that. And, and again, I, I think Jalen, it really just boils down to can Jalen Milrow, and I'll, and I'll shut up and get back to you, can he adapt to this new system, right? I mean, we saw how he kind of went from uh, Bill O'Brien to Tommy Rees, right? He was able to. Uh, they, they adapted to him. They made things a little bit more tailored to him, and we saw the success there. But how will he adapt to this new system? How quickly can he adapt to this new system? Like, like you said, it's more than just can he fit in it. When you talk about verbiage, verbiage terminology, especially on offense, like, yeah, a lot of things are similar, you know, like route trees or, you know, patterns and all type of stuff, right? But, again, it when you're learning a whole new system, even though a lot of things are similar with different terms, I mean, it's it's almost like learning a new language sometimes, right? Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I think this spring will be huge. I don't think it's a tell, although I think fall camp – it's really because I think fall camp, look, spring, they're going to understand he's still learning. There's no way that he's going to have everything down pat by spring, right? They start early, like in like a month, I think about like a month away. There's no way you're going to learn a whole new system in a month, right? And then you got maybe another, you got 15 practices, I think, during spring. It's not really. It got a little longer than a month, I believe, because today's just February 1. So yeah. I think they got a little bit longer. But my point is that verbiage, everything. But, but again, you're going to teach the foundation of your offense, right? So you're right. going to come in and teach what he you know, we call the install. You know, they're going to teach the offensive install, right? And, and, and But the question is going to be, okay, you see Jalen Miro, he, they don't watch the tape. I know they've been recruiting, but they got the iPads and everything else. You know, they got what and who Jalen Miro is. They know he's not Michael Penix Jr. Right. He's not Austin Mack. I mean, he is a, a, a phenomenal athlete that can throw the football, right? He's a great deep ball thrower. He's a great throw to football when he's on the move. So, will he do what he said? His words, not mine. I will adjust my offense to fit the talent that's around me. Those are Kalen DeBoer words. So, already you know Jalen Milrow isn't what you've been used to coaching. Right? 
So hopefully you improvise and hopefully you instill and get out that sharp number two pencil, baby, and draw up some stuff that makes Jalen Miro be that dude. But if you're in love with the other thing over here, the one that you brought from the Pacific Northwest, in my opinion, had no reason to be here. You had a, the number one quarterback, but as I thought about it, I'm like, dude, you brought, you let that just walk out the door? If you just let that walk out the door, woo-wee, you better have some smoke. And, if you, and basically what you're telling me without me seeing it is Austin Mack is that smoke. So think about that, folks. KJ, from Atlanta, you're coming right up. Quick timeout, we'll get right to you. Your thoughts. And everybody has a lot of comments on YouTube. Minn Kota Trolling Motors, Hummingbird, Garmin, and Lowrance Electronics, as well as Fishing Tackle, PTG Outdoors, located in the old LL Marine location in Northport. Are you receiving unemployment? Your benefits could be at risk. Here's how you can protect yourself and your benefits. Never respond to mail notifying you of a false claim in your name. Never answer a text message asking you to verify your account. And only respond to official Alabama Department of Labor's social media pages. Report fraud at labor.alabama.gov fraud. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Labor, ABA, and the station. The Alabama Department of Labor is an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request to individuals with disabilities. Dial 711 for TTY accessibility. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Been running this road, both feet on the gas. Working too hard, going too fast. To life reminded me I had to slow it on down. Instead of worrying about things I can't change, gonna lay in the sun and dance in the rain. Do a little more living right here in the here and now. And figure out how to have a few hell yeahs. That's right. Welcome back here on the Miller's Edge. Thursday edition. Let's go right out to the phone lines, KJ. Down in the ATL, I believe Usher and all them boys from that area. They're not Darius Rucker, though, but but they're cool with me. KJ, uh, welcome in. What's going on, guys? How's it going? What's up, man? Good, KJ. Usher, baby. Usher. Kristen, man, thank you so much for Because, you know, your dad your dad reminds me of my granddad so much, man. Like, he, when he has his point, he has on blinders. And whatever <laughs> his point is, he's kind of locked into it. And he doesn't. You can hit him with, well, what about this back? And, you know, Corey's like, hearing. yeah, 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 I'm not hearing that. Yeah, no, what about this? <laughs> like, I'm glad that you brought up the point about, you know, when he said in the article, and that was actually Ryan Williams' receiver coach that, you know, had that quote or whatever where he said that um, once Jalen Miro graduates, yeah. so they automatically are already letting them know, look, we, we, we're trying to work with Jalen Miro. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that Jalen Miro is 100%. Like, y'all, I think everyone has a leash. Um, every position, because this is a brand new coaching staff. Yep. Uh, but for us to sit here and act like poor Jay Lemiro, if y'all are doing that in YouTube comments, don't do that because Jay <laughs> Lemiro got options. Trust me. He, if they come around playing in spring, even joking around with Austin Mack, trust me, Jay Lemiro won't be here. He got options. Whoa. Um, other places. And that's just, you're not that's wrong. Not, I don't think that's I don't think that's the breaking news. <laughs> I think that everybody knows that every Alabama player. Nick Saban had. They got options. Everyone's after them. Hmm. That's fair. I ain't disagree with that. And Jalen Miro would be like, boy, you talking about pulling up the money truck. Mm. And then we talked about, you talked about three offensive coordinators. It just, history repeats itself so weird, man. It's so weird because 
Jalen Hurts had three offensive coordinators. They're both from Houston, Texas. It's just so weird how history you know, sometimes repeats itself. So if that's the okay. case, that means uh, Jalen Hurts is going to go to Texas. He's going to go to the Super Bowl in a few years, and then uh, he's going to go to Michigan and then go to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, y'all. I, I don't. <laughs> no, nah, he's going to be Lane Kiffin will be like Lane had that plane right. He'll probably land that plane on uh, 12th uh, Street. Here we go with the Lane Kiffin. The <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lane God. one guy, that, one guy that knows how to use a Jalen Miro is Lane Kiffin. But I think you were, that's a discredit to DeBoer, too, as well. Like, you, to me, I get it, right? That wasn't the hire that you wanted. But to me, it's kind of like you're knocking him a little bit at the knees a lot because every place that he's been, when you go back and you look at his record, and I'm not... I'm, I'm not, I'm not KJ, I, I'm, for the record, I don't, no. I'm not counting NAIA. I'm not counting that. I'm, ta- I'm, okay. I'm talking about from being offensive coordinator. All, every, he worked with the talent that he had, man. Every, how, watch, how many years has he been a head coach? I watch, I watch film all the way from Eastern Michigan, man. Like, the man worked with talent that, that he had. So, I feel how like long you're has he been not a head giving coach? him credit for that. How long has he how been, long a, head has he been a head coach? Yeah. How long has he accomplished more than Lane Kiffin had as a head coach? Can you debate that? So, he's been a head coach since 2020. He got the first head coach. In, oh, wait, well, excuse me. If you're talking about on this this so Sue Sue Falls was he was a head coach, but that was back in two thousand five. Twenty twenty, he was a head coach. Yeah, so twenty twenty, he got the head coaching job at Fresno State, and uh, they had a again the season was cut short due to COVID, but they were three and three before that. And then twenty one, they uh, went nine and three, and then that's when he got hired at Washington. Yep, in twenty twenty two, first season they went eleven and two after beating Texas in the Alamo Bowl, and then twenty twenty three, we all know how that went. So. Yeah, definitely not the the longest tenured head coach, but uh, nonetheless, definitely successful when he has been one. But I was the thing that I called in honestly about was the uh, the recruiting thing because yeah. I agree with you guys that you know you can't. I don't be listening to trolls and stuff like that. I don't know if trolls are saying that or people that are you know sunshine poppers for you know articles. I I still give him credit for Ryan Williams. Only fifty fifty, you can give him fifty fifty or whatever. You, you got to give him some credit. Yeah. Ryan Williams started tweeting like Debo era and stuff like that. Ryan Williams have people excited about this guy, so I got to give him credit for that. For sure. To, yeah. No. And I'm I'm, I'm like you. That's why I, I would even say I, I would say about fifty fifty, maybe sixty forty. Um, I mean, but just because I mean he was previously committed, but I definitely give him credit because. Look, he's still. I mean, Ryan Williams could have gone anywhere else after he decommitted, but he he chose to come back here. I know that he he and loves Alabama, and you know he's from here. But still, though, he he definitely could have gone somewhere else, especially with you know NIL right now on a player to his caliber. I mean, trust me, people were throwing the bag at him, uh, and but Chris Coach DeBoer in this stuff. Oh you yeah, see how much he he's putting into the recruiting efforts. Like I'm seeing recruiting hires every other day now. Yeah, like I'm talking about what positions that we already had. Like it's like he's getting. Recruiting coordinators instead of analysts. So, yeah, no, and I he, mean, he is strategic. That's a good point. He's very yeah. strategic with the, the recruiting coordinators and people that he's hiring in, in terms of that department. I mean, you look at the guy recently, Jatavis, I think, uh, was a coach over in Georgia. He's going to have a lot of ties. I think Norcross High School, a guy like Adrian Hubbard came from there. That's mm-hmm. going to be very important, right? I mean, so the hires that he's making, yeah, mm-hmm. all of them, you know, make sense. They're 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 with reason because they have those ties. So I'll see people like, see y'all, he he can recruit the South. I'm like, nobody said he couldn't. You had to take the right steps, and that these are the steps that he's taking. There's a reason he's making these hires. So he, he's he's yeah, doing all the right he, things right now. He's doing exactly. He's doing the right thing. He's like, we're going to hold him to a high standard. I'm going to hold him to a high standard still. 
But I, oh, I, I, wait a minute. Are you really? Are you really KJ? Absolutely. I'm not going to knock him every knee like you on every decision. <laughs> I'm going to hold him to a high standard. Okay. I'm, I'm, hold, I'm holding that receipt, bro. Yeah, trust me. I'm going to hold him to that. And don't be like, oh, now nah, look, KJ say fire him now. Like, no, oh, yeah. So I brought, up, <laughs> I brought up the Courtney Morgan thing on the app message. I'm glad that you brought that. Hey, well, I'll, 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 say, I'll say this real quick. I, I think what would be fair is to see how the 2025 class comes along because 2024 is too late. Right? I mean, he just got here. I mean, there's very little that. No, nah, I mean that's the number two class in the country. No, no, that, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, the, the, he's not really going to have any imp. Like, everybody's pretty much signed right there, right? We'll see how how the uh, these are, these are the, the metrics I'm looking at. When the transfer right. portal opens up in April, that'll be one test. How he, how right. he works the portal, and then but the next the real test to see how recruiting is really going to look under this new staff is 2025. We'll get we'll and get to see more of that. With junior day, yeah, and he's day, starting like, that this weekend. I've heard 35 yeah. people like already for junior day. Yeah, so the man's putting in work. Um, I, I mean, come on, KJ, KJ, see that's what I'm talking about right here. Now you said that 35 people like that ain't now that's Alabama, bro. They gonna get that. I mean, come on now. I mean, so. It, but if he didn't get it, but wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Wait, wait. He was gonna get it regardless. If he didn't get it, you would hold his head to a stick, and you know you would. That's true. Right. I would. What not? Should not. I hold his head to the fire because if he so don't get it, this, this is still Alabama. Do we forget this? No, the, the, the A still holds weight for sure. He he even said that though. He said, I mean, he everywhere he goes, like. He realizes how much this brand think, means, I don't think right? we're judging this right on the right scale. We're judging you're judging this on the scale of Alabama Nick Saban scale. I'm judging this on the scale of Alabama, Nick Saban's no longer here anymore, mm. and what everyone thought it would look like when Nick Saban wasn't here. That's what I'm judging this on. It's a good point. Wait, but 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 KJ, you are replacing the goat. You're replacing a standard, okay? And if the standard doesn't hold up, then you got to be. Hey, it is what it is. That's part no, of replacing. No, it's a part. That's why a lot of guys. Now, what I do give him credit for that he wasn't afraid to take the job, because you're going to be held up to a high standard. I hold him up to a high standard. You I do. Lane Kiffin, the excuse if he failed, and like, well, you replaced Nick Saban. <laughs> yeah, but Lane Kiffin, but Lane Kiffin been around. Lane Kiffin not going to fail because he, he has more experience here in this part that? of the country. How do you know what he's doing? Because what he's doing right now, and he's in this conference, and he, he's, he's kicking tail right now in recruiting. Okay. I mean, you can't you got to give him credit. I mean, you may not like him, and you, you said hide your wives and children, whatever you said before with Lane Kiffin. But the thing is, the dude can coach ball. We, we can't deny that. And the fact that he's in the SEC, I am a I'm an SEC homer to the point where I put them that conference of playing football way high. I put the Pac-12 down with the ACC, which I have zero respect for. It's kind of crazy that Kalen has accomplished more. He's already went to the playoff already. Like he's already accomplished more than what Lane Kiffin has accomplished. He's in the Pac-12. But the, 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 I I don't like that argument though because I'm saying I mean Lane Kiffin once coached in the Pac-12. Right, right. So you so got fired from a Pac-12. So, okay, so I don't like. I don't think that's. A but fair Lane Kiffin is a different man. Lane Kiffin was young, man. Lane <laughs> Kiffin is different. Man, dude, come on, man. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like, like look. You know, Lane. Lane. Lane changed since I, the whole I Nick do. Saban thing. A hundred percent. True or false? I, I, he has. He, he's he he's way more mature. All I think all, right. all all KJ is saying is I, I feel sometimes it's like you're holding to almost oh, like right. an unreal standard where it's like. 
Like I like put he, more he just, credence in somebody that's coaching the SEC versus the Pac-12, and done and done it pretty solid. Yes, it do is, I put is. more weight into that? Absolutely. That's fair, but again, we're still What's wrong with that? Seeing. It's not like anybody's right or wrong. I'm There's nothing wrong Kalen with that. And KJ himself yeah. would be sitting here ridiculing Kiki and Ha Ha that the Pac-12 had not Kalen Boy been in Alabama. Oh, wouldn't it? True or false? <laughs> I don't think I would. T- tell me you haven't put down the Pac-12. If Kalen DeBoer would not have been here in Alabama, you would be in you would be in concert. Amen to me and hallelujah. Yes, you would. Nah, I disagree with that one. So you think the Pac-12 now is a good conference? I don't understand why it's a debate but against the Pac-12. I'm looking at what did he, did he do outside level of competition. What did he do against Stark? Who's going to be in the SEC? Take us out. What did he do against, what did he do against Michigan in the biggest stage? Of, a, a team that mimics an SEC team with I don't know, great defense, physical against, line play, and running the football. What the well, they, they, they should have won the game. They had them beat the fourth quarter with two minutes. Yeah, they lost, they but they but it was respectable. His team got blown out. They they didn't compete. This team because they didn't have talent to play with. No, 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 no. His team got their A kicked. Yeah, less talent. Yeah, less talent, and he still beat Texas. Oh, here we go now. Now you want to applaud him? He done more with less talent. Now he got less talent. See, no, it's not. It's not applauding. I think it's just like you're overlooking that. It's not. Nobody's applauding it. Like I'm telling you the fact. He got his A kicked when he played a team like Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, that looks like an SEC team that's built. Like an SEC. By the way, Jim Harbaugh got his butt kicked by Georgia a few years back when he talked about the trenches and how that was the difference between the Big Ten and the SEC is that their line play, right? You remember that? They got they got embarrassed. He changed the dynamics of their football team. Now they're national champions. That team looked like an SEC team. I'm just saying, we talked about Kalen the boy in Washington, but when he played a team that mimicked that, they lost 34 to 13. No, no, no lost what, too. Well, what about Texas, though? They beat Texas, who was very physical, who dominated Man. us up front in the trenches. Texas, 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 Texas kicked our butt at home. I hate to even say like that, but I'm going to use it in this situation. Texas went and, and, and they beat us in the trenches. That was a good Carlos one. Spade That's a good Spade. one. Texas a good was a physical win. team. They out-physical us in our home They weren't Michigan, though. They weren't Michigan. Okay, but I'm just saying, the same team that out-physicaled us, Coach DeBoer and Washington went and beat them. So Man, our offensive line out. was boo-boo. Let's just be honest. Bama's <laughs> offensive line was boo-boo. They, they, they were not great. They were not great. Pass pro, we were really hard to be last in the like, What does it got to do with it? I don't get that. I don't know, man. We get we was ranked one thirty nine out of one forty one with offense as far as percentage of giving us sacks. Yeah, Corey, I'm gonna be honest. The more you take off a lane, I'm gonna have to take off from my head coach, man. It seems like I, I think, ain't about yeah. taking up for him. I think the man's gonna be successful, but I think I think y'all are just overlooking how the diff- how much difficulty he's gonna face. In I'm this not conference, at all. I know. I, you, you don't think I, I? He knows that. I, I don't think that's not something that fans. Yeah, don't he, know. He, he's kidding. He I don't that. know if you heard, but he said it at the Senior Bowl. He they yeah, they he said, "Do you that. see a difference between uh, SEC football?" And he paused because he knew what he wanted to say. Because he and, and he ended up saying it. He said, "Yeah, I right. think there's a difference." And then he tried to. He kind of think that there's a difference. No, did you not hear what I just he said? Can't say, he he can't say that. He can't go there. Yeah, he can't disrespect all his kids that he just left. <laughs> He's already disrespected them. He left them. Oh my! And just like every other coach that leaves, disrespects him. Like that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, come on, Absolutely. man. Coaches all they all do. I don't think Kalen DeBoer can win over this one here until he wins on the field. So that's, that's, that's all. What's wrong with that? Is that my wrong in saying that he got to show me the money? I mean, but you watched that movie, Jerry Maguire? Remember he told that agent? You can talk, but show me the money. 
But you're telling me. I don't, I don't get caught up. Don't tell me you want a press conference. Show me the money. You know, hey, when you show me the money, I can ride. I remember Lane getting blowed out last year by Georgia. But we ain't talking about that one. Mm. Yeah. But he, and he got whooped like a whooping stick. <laughs> yeah. But he got beat by a team that arguably the best team in the country probably that didn't get a chance to play in, in the tournament, to be honest with you. You got to show grace, man. Come on. What, yo, what, what's, what's the church you go to? We got to get them to open up grace. <laughs> That's the do you know the definition of grace? Yes, I do. What is it? You need grace, man. God's grace. No, what's the definition of it? <laughs> God's favor upon my life. No, it's, it's not. See, so you don't even know it. It's, it's called unmerited favor, meaning that you don't deserve it, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. I'm going to give you, man, grace. I'm just saying, I'm just got to wait and see before I sit here and, and do the dog and pony dance. That's all I'm saying, bro. And, and I think all we're, all we're saying is there's nothing wrong with waiting and seeing. I think everybody's waiting and seeing, but at the same no, time. Not. Okay, not everybody, but but I think yeah, I was about to say, but I think it's always like a, it's like backhanded compliments. We got to get a Thomas from Rams. KJ, I love you, bro. That's great. <laughs> I love you more, man. Y'all be easy, man. Yes, sir. All man. right, bro. <laughs> I love to argue with you. All right, we got Thomas from Ramos and others on the phone call two five three four two ninety nine zero four. Don't forget that tie at one hundred point nine. And Stephen M. Smith, we'll ask him. You know he's on the Kevin board train. So we'll ask him at one o'clock hour. We'll be back. If you want to pay more, that's your business. If you want to save, that's our business. Tuscaloosa Hyundai, corner of Skyland and Hargrove, TuscaloosaHyundai.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very pleasant afternoon, a good supply of sunshine, the high very close to 60. For tonight, fair, not as cold as last night, the low 38. Tomorrow and Saturday, the sky partly to mostly sunny both days. Highs between 65 and 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 57 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Cause I'm all just another day And I don't believe in time Alright, it's time for Tommy from Romulus to give us his uh, sermon how much he loves head coach Kalen DeBoer and I'm just mad and whatever everybody will say I am Tommy, happy Thursday, buddy Hey, how are y'all? Doing hey, great Tommy, how are you? Well, I thought you preach every day I do. Okay, I'm just checking. I'm like, it's not like you were taking a moment off. I'm like, so, <laughs> so, uh, they, we're just going to have to wait and see. I mean, the quarterback situation, I'm going to say this. I think Jalen, the number one man, after spring training, he might not, and he might leave, but I don't think so. I'm, 
I'm, I'm wrong all the time. So, I mean, that's just my gut feeling. I mean, my gut was right half the time. I'd be a rich man, but we won't talk about betting. Uh, <laughs> he's just going to, we're just going to have to see what he did. We got through all the noise before that he was going to lose the whole recruiting class and all this and that, and he didn't. And you're right. Is Nick Saban recruiting class? But guess what? It's going to be Taylor DeBoer football team, and they're going to be playing for him. Nick Saban is now retired. And how am I going to say this about getting the fan base fired up? Nick Saban is history. He's now on the golf court down in Florida, you know, playing with folks. He's going to come back and help them program, but Taylor's going to have to get, he's going to have to give it done. I mean, so, I mean, yeah. Just like we discussed yesterday, that he was going to, shake hands with the former Alabama players and, and brag on them and he was going to do the same thing with Washington. I mean, we're going to have number one draft picks from both schools and nothing going to change. I'm as head coach of Alabama and all this. And like, some of these players are going to have to get ready for the SEC. You're right there. So, yeah. I mean, but if you're All-American center, I know it's going to be a lot tougher in the SEC but we're gonna find out if he really was all American this fall. Yeah, and I and that's that's true, and that's why I mean, and it's like that. For look, look this is how I look at it, right? And I, I think what my dad is trying to say about the difference with the Pac-12 is the path to get there is much, much, much more difficult, right? Especially when you look at Alabama's schedule this year. Um, I think that's what he's he's trying to get at. My only argument is, well, when they did play a team like Texas, who, again, I hate to say it, but it's true, though. If we're, if we're going to be real on this show, Texas came into our house and they beat us at our own game. They were more physical than us, right? And that oh, was ob- obviously wasn't our best game. Still was early. We still were going through growing pains, trying to iron everything out. We all know that. But at the same time, that same team that beat us, uh, his Washington team went and beat them, and they had arguably a lot less talent. So... I think there's just a lot of metrics. I mean, you can look at analytics. You can look at all types of things. But at the end of the day, it's like you said, wait and see. But again, I mean, when you look at the schedule, getting to that point is going to be much greater here in the SEC. It's just a fact, right? I mean, the, the football down here is different. Teams are better. You're going against Sharks uh, in recruiting. It's going to be tough. Um, but again, I mean, I, I think he's a very talented you know, coach with what he does. Uh, and we'll just see how he adapts to this 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 new challenge. I mean, that's that's really all you can say there. But so, if you had to put your money on it, you, you still got Jalen Miller being the guy this upcoming fall, right, Tommy? Yes. Yeah. I just I, I just he won the team over, and that's about ninety percent of the battle, in my opinion. I didn't play college sports. Y'all both can tell me I'm wrong. I'd be fine. Did y'all know? But I think that's between eighty-five and ninety percent of the battle. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is huge. For sure. I mean, being a leader. You said winning the team? Over, yes, sir. No, no, I mean, I think he's done that. I mean, if you hear some of the responses, yeah. I mean, listen. No, that's what he's saying. He, he, he's, no, no, I agree. I totally agree. I'm saying he's going to have a team that still has has a lot left in the cupboard. He's going to have a team that has weapons, right? He's going to have a team that probably do a lot of things better than what he had at Washington. Now, what he's got to fix is the offensive line. They won 39 and 141 because the pass protection is horrific, right? You got the center transfer to Ohio State. You got the 
tackle transfers back to Iowa. You got uh, Lathan, who's now in the National Football League or, or getting ready for the league. So now you got two guards from that offensive line. People will say that's the two, two of the better players. Right? Now you build around. Now you bring your center, who's undersized. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but I would ask you, and, and again, I try to look at the whole thing. Go watch the Michigan game and see how the center performed against what he's going to probably see most weeks in the SEC, right? The physicality of the defensive lineman. Go watch that. I think that'll give you pretty much a uh, pretty well, good I, answer. To be fair, I watched him but, against Texas, who who has some really good defensive tackles, and he he did well, right? I thought he actually held it. I said go watch Michigan. And I'm just telling you, you can also go watch Texas because that's another metric. I don't just go off of one thing, right? When you look at things, I think it's it's, it's fair to look at right a, a collection of different things, right? Not right. just one thing. That's not I'm fair. just saying Michigan just because I thought Michigan defensive line looked more like SEC than even Texas, Texas had good tackles. Texas had good tackles. That's, I mean, Texas, we made Alabama made Texas defensive ends look like they were all world players, and they won. Oh no, no, I agree with I agree with that. I mean, Texas had good interior linemen, but they didn't have good right ends. Now. But you're talking about center and guards right now. And Texas, so, and I, Texas I, I has that. arguably one of the best defensive tackles in the country. True. So, Did so, Texas but have the best defensive line coach in Bo. That's, that's true. I Alabama mean, so, love I mean, to have him back. Beat twice by them. It's just a way you can see. I mean, I'm just. It ain't no. It's nothing we're gonna be able to learn. I mean, I'm gonna have my reservations. That's just it. People trying to change me, and like, well, you're not looking. Don't. I know what I look at, and I'm like I said, Corey will be the first one to eat crow, and said I was wrong about whatever I said. If I'm wrong, and I hope that I am wrong, right? That's all. Hope that I am. No, no, no. Because I I want. I, I want the best for Alabama. I think the biggest thing is, but when we when we bring up points that are very fair points and that probably should be considered, you shoot them down. That that that's I think what confuses me. You don't accept those. Well, points. I don't think y'all points are that good all the time. How is that not? But it's a fact. It's not even a point. I mean, if we say something that's a fact, it's a fact, right? That they beat Texas. That's not. A, a, <laughs> that's a that's a fact. Well, hey, Tommy, real quick before we let you go. Uh, Fire Alabama baseball coach Brad Bohannon gets a 15-year show calls penalty from the NCAA as part of his punishment after he was linked to the sports better who wagered uh, on an Alabama baseball game last spring. The NCAA announced this on today. But it gets worse. Alabama's baseball program was placed on three years NCAA probation, and the school has been fined a whopping $5,000. I might have that in my back pocket. How much y'all find us? <laughs> You want that in ones or tens? So, um, Alabama baseball getting a little hand slap on because of what Bo Hannon did. I just yeah. figured I'd tell, tell Tom. I know well, he's yeah, a big baseball I mean, fan. Well, maybe the Alabama no. Attorney General should be suing the NCAA like Tennessee and Virginia doing. I don't know. They should yeah. be. I mean, they would win. Yeah, I mean. You knew something was going to come down because when he's sitting there with cheating, I'm like, you're betting on your own team in the dugout. I'm like, oh, my God. Battle, 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 battle. That's crazy. Did you smoking crack and marijuana? Oh, wow. Did you do it? <laughs> I don't uh, Tom, we got to get out of Stephen L. Smith sitting there waiting on us. we got to hit a break, and I appreciate you as always, my friend. Thank you, bro. All right, it's Tommy for Rome. There he goes. Quick timeout, Stephen M., the master, Smith, coming up.
WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a Town Square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Kevin Wired. Some head coaching news in the NFL. The Washington Commanders are reportedly hiring Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn to become their next head coach. And with that hire, all head coaching vacancies in the NFL have now been filled. In the NBA, we got some uh, news regarding fines regarding reporting of player injuries. Uh, Sham Sharania with a couple of updates. The Philadelphia 76ers have been fined by the league for $75,000 due to a violation of reporting injury reporting regarding Joel Embiid's absence Saturday against the Denver Nuggets. However, no violation of player participation policy due to Embiid's confirmed injury. The Pelicans also fight basketball. Don't miss the Crimson Tide basketball pregame show brought to you by Pritchett Moore Insurance, Tuscaloosa's best choice for business and personal insurance for 90 years. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. That's really I never dance to a dashboard singing REM under summer stars. Never lean back on a jet black Chevy blowing smoke rings in the dark. You don't want to be a rumor girl. Hour number two is on the way here on the Miller's Edge Tide 100.9 1238 MWTBC. Corey Miller, Christian Miller, Noah Carter uh, in Tuscaloosa hanging out. Let's go down to the guest phone line as he comes on every single Thursday on a Darius Rucker Thursday hotline. Stephen M. Smith, the M is for master because he is the master of disaster. He is the man that brings all the top news, breaks all the stories. He does it all. The M is capital M, Master Smith, TD. Alabama Magazine, in his own words, Bama Standard, you name it, he's all about it. Stephen and Smith, welcome to the show. Doing good, guys. How, how we feeling on this very Man. sunshiny, Ooh. warm day? I am feeling, feeling so blessed good. and no stress. <laughs> blessed and no stress. <laughs> so, can't, beat I'm you. can't beat that at all. Nah, man, we just been, you know, I've been arguing with the callers and people on YouTube and all that good stuff about, you know, my allegiance to Kalen DeBoer, we saw him down at Mobile at the uh, Senior Bowl talking to Michael Penix Jr. And I was hoping that he uh, had a chance to go say to, you know, a Boeing B and Chris Braswell and Will Reichard because he was wearing that A on his coat down there. So do you know, did, did that happen? I know he took pictures with his guys with the W, but did he take any pictures with the guys with the A? I think I, I, think I did see some clips, guys, of him uh interact with Braswell, interact with, with, with the Rocket a little bit. I don't know if he interacted with the boys, but there were some clips of him being around Riker, being around Chris Braswell, at least getting that interaction in. Yeah, well, that's good. I mean, I was just making the point I thought he needed to introduce himself, you know, and say hello and all that good stuff. Well, that looks like he did, so kudos to Kalen the boy. Let's talk about, you know, up to this point, hadn't been there but a few weeks, we were just having a conversation about you know, some of the guys that he, you know, Ryan Williams stayed. Uh, he got his own guys, a couple of his own guys to come, three of them to be exact, uh, incoming freshmen to Austin Mack to the center. Uh, but he hasn't really done anything outside of that. 
when it comes to recruiting. Where is he as far as that stands? Well, right now, he and the rest of the coaching staff, they're on the road. Uh, they're hitting the recruiting trail, different schools here within the state of Alabama. And that's a good thing because the last time that we, we spoke about this, not a lot of these young guys at these high schools within the state know who Kangan DeBoer is. So this is very critical that he's getting out there to Enterprise High School. He's getting out to the schools in Mobile. He's getting out to the schools in Montgomery, schools in the Birmingham area. And in this area here in Tuscaloosa, he's making his face and his presence known. And now these guys can understand, okay, Alabama still has that stability, even though Coach Saban is no longer the head coach and operating in that chair. King and DeBoer is not um, allergic to coming to these different high schools within the state and showing us who he is. So right now he has been reoffering guys that have recently decommitted. Guys like Mason Short, a four-star offensive lineman for the 2025 class. Bama has reoffered him. Uh, Alabama trying to get five-star wide receiver Jamie French back on board. And I think with DeBoer getting Ryan Williams to recommit, that was huge because Ryan Williams is close friends with Jamie French. So now with French seeing DeBoer getting Williams back, this bodes well for Alabama possibly getting Jamie French back as well. So the big thing with DeBoer, he is at least out there on the recruiting circuit getting guys to see him. Steven, as this uh, 20, I guess 2024 uh, second signing day is approaching us, I know we got Ryan Williams. He recommitted. You know, he's going to sign. Is there anybody else that we could expect maybe a surprise or a guy or two that they're still going after that could potentially sign with Alabama that we might not be expecting. Like I said, I know there's probably a couple guys that still need to sign, but they're committed. Are there any surprise guys or, or like last minute guys that might potentially be in this 2024 class that we weren't expecting? I'm looking probably Quentin Reese. I'm looking probably him. He could be a late addition of a young man who had who earned his award. They're down in the Mobile area for the class. 5 or 6A for high school football. So, Quentin Reese is a name that I would keep my eyes on there. I know a lot of people are very excited about Noah Carter and what he can bring, what he can add here to this Alabama linebacker court, our defensive play, where that comes from that standpoint. But Quentin Reese would be a name that I would kind of zero in on as could this be kind of that final piece that DeBoer to bring in here? Stephen M. Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine, in his own words, join us here on The Miller's Edge. Stephen, you know, we were talking earlier, I threw out uh, a question, you know, will Jalen Miro be the quarterback for the Crimson Tide in 2024? And the reason why I started to ask that, because I listened to some things that Kalen DeBoer said, one just this week, uh, about his infatuation with Austin Mack, a guy that transferred from Washington to Alabama, a guy that I felt like they had no reason bringing in. They let the number one guy in the country in this, in this recruiting class, Julian Sane, transferred to Ohio State, where he's probably going to have a good chance to, to play there. Um, but when you listen to what he said about Austin Mack and his ability and how quickly he learned the offense last year, reclassifying and doing all that good stuff, but how good he feels about him being here. Um, and then you look at Milro, a guy that a lot of people still think does not have the the, the, the mental capacity to, to, to learn this extravagant offense. They feel like, you know, he's, he's kind of a one-trick pony. Uh, you know, uh, 
the board say, hey, you know, I like to cater my offense around the talent. With all that being said, I just laid out. Do you think Milro will be the quarterback? Do you really believe that that uh, DeBoer will bring in an Austin Mack, a guy that's 6'6 and a rocket arm here to Alabama to be the quarterback just in case? Is he like the the answer in case Milro doesn't pick this thing up quick enough? I think so, Corey. And, and I look at it like this. It's almost like uh, remember when you had Jalen Hurts in 2016 uh, and then 2017, here comes Tua Tagovailoa, right? Jalen right. Hurts was the incumbent starter coming back. You know, he was the guy. He had everybody in the room, had all of the leadership, all of those things. But then here comes Tua, and it's like he's different. The way he throws the ball is different. The way he processes is different. The receivers at that time, you had Judy and Ruggs and Devontae Smith. They all came in with Tua. And they knew, hey, when this guy throws the ball, we just get excited because we know we're going to have a chance. Nothing against Jalen Hurts, but we see with Tua – there's something different. We're going to actually have a chance to make plays out here on the field. And I kind of see that with Jalen Milrow and Austin Mack here. Jalen Milrow has all of the leadership intangibles. He has all of the quality in the room that you want from a quarterback perspective. But when you look at this offense under Ryan Grubber, under Tang and DeBoer, they want no limitations in the passing game. They want to have a passing game where it's precise, it's anticipation, you're hitting everything, you're mastering not just the deep ball, but the 10 to 15-yard passes to either side of the boundary, those short to intermediate routes. And that was one area of Milrow's game that struggled a bit, was those short to intermediate routes, consistently hitting those and targeting those things and those aspects. So for Milrow, he's going to be challenged to, hey, I got to hit these routes. I got to fend off this talent, but I got to hit these routes. I got to make sure I'm on my A game because if I'm not, you know, not having Coach Saban as a head coach, Kang and DeBoer is not tied to me as Coach Saban was. So now I, I got to show this guy that I am the guy for this job. I am the guy for this quarterback, not just from a leadership perspective, but from a pure passing perspective as well. Mm. Yeah, no, I mean, I that, think... That's deep right there. Yeah, no, I think that's a very fair point. Steven, uh, a lot of people in our in our YouTube are asking about Justice Haynes and his game. How do you see him taking his, that next step uh, with this new system, these new coaches? I know Robert Gillespie was uh, retained, so he's still got his running back coach, but uh, how do you see him stepping up? You know, you got Roydell Williams, he transferred out to Florida State, obviously... Um, I can't even think of his name right now... Uh, Jace McClellan. Jace McClellan. Thank you, Steven. Sorry. So many guys in and out. So Jace McClellan's gone. Now a guy like Justice Haynes, Jan Miller, those two guys are going to be your key backs. How do you see Justice Haynes taking that next step this upcoming season? Well, he's already working, uh, Christian, with his trainer, Marquise Beckwith. They're already back at work. So when I look at Justice Haynes, I, I, there's, a, there's a mixture of running backs with him. you got a little bit of Najee Harris and Justice. You got the size. He's kind of built like a Bo Scarborough type. I know Bo Scarborough has mentioned that he's kind of a mentor in Justice Haynes. But this is a kid that can make a home when no home is there. Power between the tackles. Physicality between the tackles. We saw that in the Rose Bowl against Michigan. He's got speed to break it to the outside as well where nobody can catch him. I think in this offense, if Ryan Grubb uses him properly, where if he's feeding him the football, He's working him with some passes out the backfield, too. He's getting him on runs to the edge, 
Haynes can eat in his offense. He can really take that step and be that true number one back that he deserves to be and, and to show the nation that he is. It comes down to how will Ryan Grubb uh, uh, devise his offense, put together his offense to where not only you want to show the passing side, but the true balance of, hey, when Justice Haynes is hot, feed him. Do not take the ball out that young man's hands because he, he is special. He's very special. Yeah, if one, one of the negatives I give Tommy Reese or Dick Saban, whomever was making that call by not playing Justice Haynes, that was, I mean, that was a problem. I mean, because he was better than the starter, to be honest with you. And the best player was not starting on Saturdays in Tuscaloosa. So I'm looking forward to see what they can do. I know Dylan, uh, who played with Washington, and he had a great year, transferred from Mississippi State. Uh, uh, good kid, uh, but he's not Justice Haynes. Justin Haynes is a bad man. So is Jam Miller. So I think they got two backs that they can do some business with in the running game and in the passing game. Uh, not, what, what I'm concerned about, Stephen M., you know I'm a defensive guy. I love football as a whole, but when it comes to defense, man, I am locked in and I'm loaded. I look at two inside linebackers coming back, fine with those guys. I look at the interior with Jaheim Otis, with the guys they got coming back, Tim Smith, I'm fine with those guys. Although they need some depth. But, man, at the edge and in the secondary, I'm not going to lie to you. I think they're going to be the demise of this football team unless he makes some huge uh, decisions in the offseason in the, in the portal. Because I think this is the area where Bama got to get back to being Bama. I mean, they were good enough to, to be in the national championship last year and win it. But the defense let them down. So my thing is, we talk about Grubb, we talk about Kalen DeBoer, but I'm concerned. I'm concerned about the coordinators. I'm concerned about the players on defense. I don't know if that, if, and that's probably why I have a lot of negativity, if you want to call it negativity, is because I'm not sure what this defense right now. It's not necessarily negativity, Corey. It's the concern of uh, when I see it on the field, will it look like something I can be excited about? Right. That's the main thing. When I see on the field, is it going to be something that I can get behind? In the 17 years of Coach Saban, what was the number one thing he said? I want to give you a product, or we want to give you a product that you, the fans, can be proud of. That was the Defense. very first thing, or one of the, among the first things Coach Saban said when he first came to Tuscaloosa in 2007. And for the most part, Saban delivered on that. Now, in the post-Saban era, you look at the defensive coordinator, Kane Womack, coming over from being the head coach of South Alabama. How is he going to give the Bama Nation a product defensively that fans can look at and say, I want to get behind that? So it, it, it's not a negative. It's I want to save all my reservations, too. When I see this thing on the field, this is something I can really get behind. Because I do share your concerns when you look at the secondary. This is going to be a young – these are going to be babies out here. Yeah. Yeah. Secondary. Malachi Moore is the only one with legit marquee Bama experience coming back. Now, of course, you got the Damani Jackson kid transferring from uh, USC, but even with him, uh, the jury is still out because he didn't necessarily play a whole lot at USC. So he's coming in to a fresh situation himself. So it's going to be a lot of trial by fire for a lot of these kids. And are they going to be able to withstand the fire? It's a, it's a, it's a very good, legit cause for concern. It is. Yeah, yeah. And, and, that, and I think anybody kind of understands football would know that, you know, when you've got young guys in the secondary, 
you got to have some help with the pass rush. And I know we've got our defense linemen. The majority of those guys are coming back, but those are like our interior guys. We lost a lot of production on the edges, and we're still waiting to see kind of who's going to replace that production. So that, that I agree, is kind of concerning to me just trying to see our, how is our pass rush and our, our youth and our secondary going to come together. I expect them to go through some, some serious growing pains. I know we've got a lot of talent. They're just young. Uh, but I know as good as anybody that transitioning from high school to college is no easy task. Um, there's very few guys that can really kind of, you know, make that step very quickly. So we'll see how it plays out. But that is an area of concern for me as well. It, 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 it is, Christian. And, of course, you're going to have a lot of expectations put on guys like Keon Keeley, right? Came out of high school, big-time five-star. You know, he, he chose Will Anderson's number to, to, to be his number, number 31. Going to yep. be a lot of things on Keon Keeley. Are you the guy? There's going to be questions about Yancey Pierre, who's Courtney Upshaw's cousin. He came over from Father High School. Is he going to be that guy? You bring back Quindarius Robinson for another year. He came as a five-star in the 2020 class. Is it going to be his time to step up? There are unknowns there in that edge rusher perspective. But who is going to be the guy to really sort of take that mantle and be like, I will take some pressure here off the secondary. I will help out the interior defensive line. Who becomes those legit edge rushers you can depend on? That's going to be, that's going to be a question we're going to have to find out soon. Yeah, final question. Stephen M. Smith in his own words, Touchdown Alabama Magazine, joins us here on the program, which he does every single Thursday before we let you go, man. Listen, and we know how the big big question is recruiting. You know, everybody's going to ask, you know, can this guy get it done? This is Southeast. It's not, it's not Pacific Northwest. It's not the Pac-12. You know, you're, you're going up against dogs here, buddy. I mean, you're going up against dogs. You're going up against a lot of money that's been doing football for a long time. Can Kalen DeBoer, uh, you know, get it done is the, the biggest question. Um, but they've hired a director of player personnel. Then they've hired an assistant from NC State. Then you got a general manager. It's just unbelievable now we call him uh, college. You know, I know about it in the pros, but now we got college general managers like in Morgan for Alabama. You know, what do they get done? Is anybody that we need to look forward to maybe they might steal some folk or any news out there that they might make some some things popping out here that we're going to be like, yes, sir, that's what I'm what, talking what about. But that's Michigan? what I'm waiting on. What happened to Michigan? I thought they were supposed to have this big I told you Michigan won't lose their guys. Yeah, I told I, you they might I haven't gather. really heard much about them. They ain't going nowhere. I mean, when, when, I, when I look at this, it's, it's really going to come down to when the portal reopens, because there's no, there's no news right now, but when the portal reopens April 15th, that will be my focus, right? Mm-hmm. When that portal reopens April 15th, that's where I want to see a Courtney Morgan, a, a coach to start Jatarvis Sanders. This is where I want to see those guys that have been specifically hired for recruiting go to work because you've got 79 names on your scholarship roster right now. You need 85. You are six kids short. So when that portal reopens on April 15th, that's when my eyeballs will be. That's a Monday. That's when my eyeballs will be on how will these guys going to work and get those six kids that are going to fit what you want to get done and continue with the standards of this program. Well, you got you got six, but you know there's going to be some other transfers out of here, too. Some of them, they're going to... True, true, true. Yeah, some of them going to be like, hey, uh, Steve, um... You think you can do the same amount of production at uh, 
a group of five school or FCS? Because <laughs> you know that's going to happen, right? Because they're going to be yeah. some guys that he ain't going to want. After spring practice, he's going to be like, uh-uh. We need to figure out a way to, to, to break this marriage and get some. So we need about at least 10 to 12 portal guys. That's what I think they're leaning towards. I mean, 10 to 12 to me is, is a solid number. It's a firm number. My main thing is you get the guys out there that can actually really do something because you got people that hit in the portal and you got some that miss in the portal. So when you go to the portal, when you attack that, it, 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 it's, it's secondhand recruiting. When you go to that portal, you got to look and say, are these kids we're going to bring in, are they going to be hit? for our program to where we can count on them, we can depend on them, and they actually add value. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Better get that, man. Y'all join. Yeah, Alabama. We need the money. Because you, know, you got to be ready to go in the portal. You got to be ready to pay. Sign the check. Let's go. Stephen Smith and his own words. Bama Standard Touchdown Alabama Magazine. You can catch him on the Twitter machine or the X. He's breaking, writing great stories. Follows Alabama closer than anybody. We totally appreciate having him and his energy here with us on Thursday. Stephen, man, we, we love you. We appreciate you, brother. And I know you're going to continue to bring that heat. Absolutely, guys. Hey, but next time I'm on here next Thursday, the M could mean something different to fans out there continue to provide them with what would the M mean for next Thursday. That's right. I know what it'd be for, for, for you, and I know what it means for Bama. Money. Steven, oh, money. Man. Oh, man. Oh, All right, brother. Boy. Take it easy, guys. All right, that's Steven. There you go. All right, we had a break. We'd love to hear from you. You know, it's like preaching a great sermon. After you do the sermon, you open up, open up the altar. You give people a chance to respond. What say you? What Stephen M. Smith said. 205-342-9904. Time 100.9, a.m. WTBC. Quick time out. We'll hear from you on the flip. Back in a moment. $1,000. It's always about the money. And it only took you a minute to do it. It's happening on Fridays with the only legal betting app in Alabama. Yeah! Bet you to have a shot at the money. Go to the iPhone app store and download the Bet You app. That's Bet and the letter U. Open your account and you're officially in the running to win $1,000 this Friday. Let's win. Make sure you download the Bet You app in the app store and open your account to be in to win it this Friday. Thanks so much, guys. Winners will be Collaboration of legends. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very pleasant afternoon, a good supply of sunshine, the high very close to 60. For tonight, fair, not as cold as last night, the low 38. Tomorrow and Saturday, the sky partly to mostly sunny both days. Highs between 65 and 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 58 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. And welcome back 
Jalen's boy. That's actually from Hootie and the Blowfish, 1990. Oh, let's see. I was in the league when that song came out. So I'm on David Letterman. Might have been 1991 uh, where Hootie brought that song. I let her cry. That thing still sounds good even today. 205-342-9904. Don't forget Ty 100.9. Free download. Send a message, a thought, comment there on that app. Noah Carter will definitely read those things for you right there. Let's go back out to the phone lines because we love taking it to the people. Let's see here. Ellis. Let's talk with my man, Ellis. What's up, Ellis? Roll tight there, gentlemen. Roll tight. How you doing? Boy, I, did, I had my doubts last night, y'all. You had the, What was that? I had my doubts last night the, on that ball. The basketball game. game. Oh, man. You talk about a comeback in resiliency. <laughs> Ooh, Lord, man. yeah. That was, that, was, that was crazy, right? Man, I, I'd gave anything in the world to been there and seen that. That would have been amazing to see that live. Man. Yeah, that that it should, it probably was crazy. I mean, the Georgia fans probably weren't happy, I'd imagine. But um, shout out to our basketball team. We talked about them briefly yesterday. And, you know, I think they started, I think the game started off like 17-2 or something crazy. Yeah. 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 And they were down, I think, around 14 or so. I know it was double digits at the half. And then they just kept trucking along. And it was a tale of two halves for sure. And I don't know if you heard, but Chris Stewart, man, uh, on his calls. He's he's so good, and I, I love listening to him on his radio calls. They had some of the highlights from it over on Twitter, and uh, it was just fun to listen to the highlights from that game because I'd imagine, I mean, it, the radio call was probably incredible as, as, you know, Alabama started chipping their way back at that lead. I would have loved to have been able to listen to him because I've, I've listened to him before, and, and yes, he really, put, he really puts his heart into it when he calls a game. Yeah, he does, man. Well, Chris Stewart. Really good. In games like that, this makes it even better, you know. No doubt. Because you know, you're all energized. But, uh, yeah. But, you know, this, this, basketball team, this basketball team, Ellis, is kind of just hard to figure out, man. I mean, we know they're crazy talented, and they, they, they are a team of runs, right? I mean, Alabama's the type of team, we talked about them in South Carolina. You know, they end up blowing them out. But, you know, the first half was a very close game. But... Then they got hot, and then things changed. Kind of the same thing with Georgia last night. Georgia had Tennessee kind of like this, too, on the ropes and lost that game. But, I mean, this team has talent, but they, they got to figure out how to play defense and do it consistently, Ooh. right? Because they're, they're not going to be able to go but so far. They're going to be a tournament team. They're going to make a run in the SEC tournament. But, man, this team better find out how to play some defense because if they don't. I don't think this team is destined to go too far. It'll get them. It'll get them in trouble in the long run when they yeah. start going. Like you said, it'll get them in trouble. Uh, but uh, but I have to say, my man Marcus Sears, uh, he's still he's still the he's still my favorite on the team. Mm-hmm. Now, he's I, a dog. Grand Nelson finally uh, had a, had a, a better performance. He ended up you know with twenty points yesterday and had a, had a big three to kind of ice, you know, the game or kind of put that, that cherry on top, right? That kind of put us up. Yeah. We went up five with that three, so um, good for him, man, because I know he's kind of had a lot of ups and downs this season. Yeah, and then uh, Grant Nelson, you know, he what, he had two, what, two three-pointers, I think? Yeah, yeah well, he had that, yeah, uh, definitely, yeah, and that second one was kind of like sealed the deal. 
But uh, did you did you get to watch any of the game, Christian? Yeah, that's who that, I'm talking right now to you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> did you see uh, Did you see Marcus Sears when he was talking to that uh, Georgia player? Had his uh, Had his shirt over his mouth. I did. Mm. I saw that. He was He was He was doing some good trash talking right there, wasn't he? You think he was cussing? Probably so. <laughs> well, it's all right. It's It's all about him. It's fun doing that. You know, yeah, I, mean, I do the same. I do the same thing, that's but right. uh, uh, and uh, what uh, what y'all was talking about yesterday uh, about uh, our football coach? Yeah, uh, Kalen the board needed to Caleb talk Bull. to the needed to talk to the Alabama players. It's down there at uh, at the Senior, Senior Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. Well, he did end up talking to. Talking to him, didn't he? I thought he. I thought he did. I think that's. Yeah, what we had said. Stephen Smith said that he he saw some pictures out there on X that you know they were having maybe not at Boingby, but uh, for sure Chris Braswell and Will Riker that he had a chance to to talk with them, and I hope that that's the yeah. case. I, that's all I was just saying yesterday that needed to be done, you know, um, because it's just a matter of respect. You know what I mean? Hey, respect for what who they played for, respect for the program. That they played for and what they're doing right now. That's all, and I think he did that, which is a hand clap for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, what you were talking about, uh, your uh, Gamecocks are beating the, the balls up there in basketball. Yeah, L- Lamont Paris, I'm telling you, man, we'll have him on the show here soon. Um, I, I, I sent a message out on X to, to Ray Tanner, our athletics director, to get the money truck and get it, go ahead and get it done because you can't wait, right? I mean, because team's going to come after him. There's going to be blue blood programs open up. People going to get fired. Um, and Lamont Pierce is going to be at the top of the list because he's done it at UT Chattanooga. He's come to South Carolina, very distraught program, had no players last year, weren't good. But they beat Kentucky, by the way, for those that don't remember, they went to Rupp Arena last year and beat Kentucky and then beat him again this year at home, blow him out by 17 points. So I know Kentucky just lost again last night. Um, but um, this team, he, he has a South Carolina. They do what I was just saying, the opposite of Alabama. They play great defense, and they can knock down shots, knock down the threes when they need to. So uh, a good team that's not a very big team, but they like to play small ball. And, man, they, they, they run you, they pick and pop. Uh, just a very sound, well-coached, well-teached basketball team. Well, I was glad that they beat the balls because I don't like the balls. They would not like Tennessee, dude. Good old raggy top. Christian doesn't like when I roll my raggy top. Well, I mean, because we're not speaking like Spanish. I, I mean, if you want to speak Spanish, I can speak a little Spanish. Please. I don't know why he don't like the Ellis when I roll it. Raggy top. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am thinking about. I am thinking about coming down this weekend and going to the basketball game this weekend. Mississippi State. There you go. That's going to be a good game. Yes. That's, that's going to be a good game. Mm-hmm. And I might have to stop by the place that you need to stop by if you need Alabama gear, and that is Alumni Where's that? Hall. Oh, that's Alumni Hall. Good old Alumni Hall. That's right, over in Midtown in Village. Midtown Village. You heard the man himself. Ellis just said, if you need any Crimson Tide apparel officially licensed, that latest, the latest and greatest officially licensed Alabama gear, head on over to Alumni Hall to get your hoodies. I don't know, though. I mean, start, weather's starting to warm up, so you might need some T-shirts or some shorts. But head on over to Alumni Hall right now in Midtown Village in Tuscaloosa. Or you can always go to AlumniHall.com, get the two-for-38 deal on the tees. 
all types of deals right there at alumnihall.com or the ultimate Crimson Tide fan shop. Well, if you, when you leave there, Ellis, I need you to go over to 2703 6th Street and go see my good friend Reagan and Randy at R&R Cigars. You may not even smoke, but if you do, great selection. The Humidor, one of the best in the Southeast. Go check those guys out. If you drink, I don't know if you drink or not, but if you do, and if you like bourbon, they got the best bourbons in town. And, of course, any other grown man alcoholic drink that you want to have. But, by the way, drink responsibly. We preach that to you. If you want to be on the porch, speaking of the weather, what a great spring, nice day this weekend. Looks like you can go hang out on the porch or sit in one of the many lounges that they have in the mansion, recliners, sit back and watch some good basketball games happening over there at R&R Cigars. Check them out online, www.rnrcigars.com. They ship free using that code word, the Miller's Edge, and they'll take care of it for you. So, you know, just ride by if you don't do anything. Just, just Ellis, just go look at the mansion. You know I've mean? been there before, and it is, it is, it is a beautiful place. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. I think the anniversary's going on this week. Yeah, ah, they got the anniversary. Okay. They got a tent outside in the parking lot and food. They can have all that good stuff for the anniversary, man. It's a, it's a fun time. They're good people. Reagan Rand, they got a little newborn baby. We got Rain over there. She's about almost two, I think. We got the newborn. They, they loaded up, man. Go check them out. Well, I saw you well, in the woods again you, today. Uh, I saw a picture of you in the woods again. Yes. I was real high up on the mountain right there. And of course, I've seen uh, I've seen about another fifteen or twenty turkeys too. Man, <laughs> you always see some turkeys, huh? <laughs> right, always got to do. Right there. Uh, uh, good show t- again today, fellers, like always. And uh, we will talk at y'all tomorrow. Yes, sir. What sir, about a big roll tide, Will? What a big roll tide. Roll Tide! <laughs> Roll Tide, Ellis. Be safe out there, no mountains. We got to get a break, El- my man Noah Carter, the football player. I mean, oh, the producer said break. We'll be back in a moment. <laughs> um, that's 800-294-8831. What do you have to lose? Call 800-294-8831. Again, 800-294-8831. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. It's a great song. I, I, were you trying to be like offbeat, or I feel like you were trying to do that, right? Or are you just? Are you I was. Just I was actually it? typing somebody. I was just kind of like just in the background. Uh, head that side, running on. Had a truck out of Philly. Had a nice long tour. Yeah, yeah, but he was heading west from the Cumberland Gap okay. to Johnson City, Tennessee. I think you're on the wrong station. You might need to head over to the Bear if you want to do all that country singing. What's what's that? What's the Bear? Uh, it's a country music station, right? Ninety-five point three. Ninety-five point three. The Bear. It's country, right? Yeah. Right down the hall. Oh, we'll be on, yeah, right we've been the on the Bear all, all football season when we do yeah, the pregame yeah, no, show. We, we do the pregame show on both. But that was good, though. I'm glad you sang it because Brian on our YouTube chat was actually saying he wanted Wagon Wheel and obviously, you know, copyright stuff, you know, is, can't really do it. So you, you just sang it for him, which is good. But again, you guys can always, you know, watch our stream, you know, see us do the show live on our YouTube channel at the Miller's Not Edge. Not me today, though. 
Yeah, you're having a little technical difficulty, but no worries. They got me, and I'm doing a nice little presentation thing. I'm putting different slides and stuff up there, trying to make it a little more interactive. But um, always download that Tide 100.9 app because you can listen to the show there. You can dial us immediately from the app or leave your app messages there as well. So, Plus, I want to give a shout-out to our presenting sponsor, the Good Feet Store. You guys know the drill. If you're in any type of pain, foot pain, knee pain, or back pain, head on over to the Good Feet Store right now or go to goodfeet.com to schedule an appointment. Again, that's Good Feet, improving the quality of people's lives two feet at a time so okay i was about to say Mac, we, we do need Mac to have, i got a lot of interaction on my on my x too somebody well, just, just a heads Steve. up we're going to, have to go to break again in like three or four minutes so just, okay all right we'll go ahead thank you Steve. they were on Stephen m smith by what he said about uh paul tyson no yeah, no they, they, but, they uh so you said the same something about last year about Miro. wait they posted a video Wait, I thought they were saying, uh, no, 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 they're talking about Paul Tyson. They said, listen to Coach Smith give his quarterback. Yeah, I don't think you were paying it. It says he's talking about. I didn't watch the video, though. So how are you going to talk about something you don't even know what it says? Well, because it said I'd rather (laughs) eat rocks than take his quarterback opinion. They, it's an old bit. It's a, it, see, why'd you, see, why'd you have to throw Steven under the bus like that, man? I was trying to protect him from that, man. See? see now, it's now, radio. I know it's radio, but they, they were doing that, kind of getting on him, because it was a take about Paul Tyson, and I think he really was building Paul Tyson up, if I remember this correctly. He was kind of building him up. But, you know, I mean, again, like, I mean, nobody gets every protection, right? There's a lot of, you know, people that... No, Tia told me to watch the video. I ain't got time right now. All right. Anyway, so that's what that's what that was. So you said he was spot on, right? So you might want to delete that because. Uh... <laughs> oh, that's why she told me to say, yeah, I didn't even I thought she was because that's why was she going to put that. He wasn't even talking about who cares about Paul Tyson right now. Is that Clemson, right? She, listen, dude, you're, you're stuck in your ways again. She's saying he was wrong about that take. That's what I know. That's what she said. Oh, brother. <laughs> I mean, exactly. I mean, listen. She wants she wants to play a video. I, 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 <laughs> I'd have to, right, we'll play I, the video. I'd have to send it to Noah. I'll send it to Noah and we can play it. I, I, I don't want to throw our man Steven under the bus like that, right? Because I mean, Steven got me. You know, they, Tia, I'm goat Tia is hating right now. She hating along with these other folks because, why listen. They, why are they giving them don't a Don't mean that you, you, you're, I mean, listen. Paul Tyson, wasn't he Bear Bryant's grandson or something like that? Yeah. So, yeah or some kind of relationship, that. right? So he's probably giving him the benefit of the doubt, okay? Let's hit a break, quick break, because we got to get watch, back on watch schedule. Watch the video during the break. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. I'll let, uh, I'll let Mr. Rogers set it up, too. I mean, do we even need to play it? Is it that serious? Not really. We'll be back in a moment. It's always about the money. And it only took you a minute to do it. It's happening on Fridays with the only legal betting app in Alabama. Yeah! 
bet you to have a shot at the money, go to the iPhone app store and download the bet you app. That's bet and the letter U. Open your account and you're officially in the running to win $1,000 this Friday. Let's win. Make sure you download the bet you app in the app store and open your account to be in to win it this Friday. Thanks so much, guys. Winners will be. Shots have been updated. They're designed to help protect against recent variants. Learn more about a COVID-19 vaccine option at schedulecovidvax.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very pleasant afternoon, a good supply of sunshine, the high very close to 60. For tonight, fair, not as cold as last night, the low 38. Tomorrow and Saturday, the sky partly to mostly sunny both days. Highs between 65 and 68. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 57 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. And now a special performance. Blowfish, Dairy Trucker Thursday. Chris, do you know who that was? I do, and I um, was waiting till the end of the clip. I was talking with our, our YouTube chat in the meantime. Yeah, that was, uh, so people that didn't know, I toured with Hootie for about a year, so I, I've been on in front of thousands singing the lead, uh, the, uh, then some backup songs of Darius Rucker and his R&B album. Uh, so... That's another little tidbit y'all didn't know about the past and pay. That was back in the early 2000s, by the way, like 2003. Both some good times. All right, 205-342-9904. I thought I'd let you hear me live and in living color. Let's go to the best reader in all of Alabama as he goes to tie 100.9 out. Mr. Noah Rogers, take it away. That's right. We got a message from Rick in Ackworth. He says, uh, Corey and Christian, think about this. Sark and staff definitely outcoached Bama and Tuscaloosa, right? Then didn't DeBoer and staff outcoach Sark in the Sugar Bowl? What do you think? Well, that's kind of what I, I was just saying. And, and, and I'm not saying going off that. If you go off that metric, then technically you would say DeBoer is better than both Sark and Saban. I, I get what he's saying, though. What I'm saying is I at least give credit. That, and, that's, and I was making that same point was just like, I get the Pac-12 is not the most impressive conference. Like, we all know that. But it's called a pack two now. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it kind of dissolved, right? It imploded, whatever's left of it. But I'm just saying that you gotta, you know, you gotta show respect where they did face a team like Texas that that was very talented up front in the trenches, right? We saw how Texas beat us in Tuscaloosa. You just gotta respect that, and that, that's all I was saying. So, but like I said, I mean, look, right now is a time where you know there's not a whole bunch going on, so it's time to kind of throw these 
the shock jock questions out there kind of just kind of stir up the pot you know get get some reactions but uh, no it, with all that being said no I mean uh, I don't know how many times we can say this around I mean it's are we team Kalen DeBoer I would say we've team Kalen DeBoer is that even a question like yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, what do you mean, are we? Yeah, asking us like we don't think that Wait, did somebody the man can't coach. That? I'm not saying that. No, I'm just saying, but based on what he's saying, I mean, listen, I'm not comparing Kalen well, DeBoer to Steve Sarkeesian. It I'll be honest, if I was listening to the yes, show, I wouldn't be so, – like, I, I think it's a fair question to ask you just because sometimes how it sounds. I know that we are. I know. I definitely know that I am. I, I Again, I, I think very highly of him. I, I like how he's gone about things. Now – just real quick, I'll say. I think very highly of him as a as a person. I think very highly of him what he has accomplished up to this point. Yeah, I, I think Caleb DeBoer just has a lot still to prove. That's all I'm saying. Um, I'm not ready as Bill Parcell said about Tony Romo years when he first got the Cowboys gig and people are oh, the next Roger Starbuck and blah. You know, he said, we're so fast and so quick to anoint people and then we're so fast and so quick to tear people down. Mm. That's what we do. Right, that's, we that's put them true. up there. Oh, we make these comparisons. We go find anything on social media on the World Wide Web. Support your argument. That's what you do. And then you know he coached. He won this game, so he must be better than all these other coaches. Better than Nick Saban that he lost to was he freezed those two years in a row. I guess he's better than Nick Saban because he beat him twice in a row. I guess Gus Malzahn he beat him probably more than anybody else in conference. Was he better than Nick Saban? You can't justify that. I mean, we don't know how the game, we don't even know who played, who was hurt, this, that, and the third. So, yeah, could you use that to support an argument? Absolutely. But it don't mean that it's factual. I'm just saying my whole stance on Kalen DeBoer, as I said, I'm not too worried about the offense. I think he's a great offensive mind. I think Grubb is offensive coordinator. That told me a lot more about him than Kalen DeBoer just because Nick Saban himself tried to hire Grubb, right? So that lets me know that when the GOAT tried to hire you, he thought enough of you, then that told me that he respect, there's a lot of respect there. I'm good with that. Now, I don't know if it's going to be Miro or Mac, and that's something we're going to play with tomorrow, Miro or Mac. That's going to be our song, Miro or Mac, because I do think Miro is... Uh, well, I mean, I thought we, we kind of we hit that today. I know, but I still think a lot of people want to talk about it because it's, it's, it's an interesting question based on his comments about Mac. I think he's... He's got a thing for Matt. Yeah, I, I, I don't read into it that deep. I, I, I genuinely think it's Jalen. I mean, the Jaylen's man, the man I mean, like, basically like, like, kicked out, kicked out the number one overall quarterback for Austin Matt. No, no, that's no, basically no, what you did. No, no, he, no, 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 I, no. We've confirmed that's, that. That's something big. That's big. We, we don't want. Yeah, no, I was about to say, we confirmed that. No, you're right. Because initially I was saying, right. well, we, well, we don't know. Julian Sam might have been planning on leaving. That's why. From everybody that I've spoken to, players, coaches, no, I mean, Julian Sam was Matt. He's planning on staying here. He chose Matt. Yeah, and they pretty much chose Matt, yeah. So, but, but again, we'll see how that plays out. Obviously, he, he thinks Mac is, you know, a good fit for his system. Maybe they didn't feel the same for Julian Sam. But, again, two, three years down If Julian Sam is not a fit for his system, then what is Jalen Miro? I think, I think you just got to work with what you got for this first year. That's why I think, look, 2025 to me – is where we'll get real answers. Just like you said yesterday, I think the first year is kind of, I wouldn't necessarily just a mulligan, but let's just be honest. The first year, even Coach Saban's first year, so for recruiting, for results, I'm just, I genuinely think the first year, I don't know how much substance it has. So I think 2025 will be realistically when we finally can kind of start 
actually assessing, reflecting and actually assessing. So, all right, it's been a great show. Thank you, everybody. Thank all you on YouTube extra. Sorry, I couldn't be with you the second hour. My computer died. Appreciate it, uh, Mr. Noah Carter, the, the edge rusher, the producer extraordinaire. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. Bye bye now, y'all. It's time. Oh, 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 oh